This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, our wonderful friend. You are welcome to today, Friday, where we look at the summary of what we've been doing for this week, looking at interpreting God's word and the impact it has on our lives. I'm here with our friends as usual. Gloria Sebafo. And Franco Pokoboy. My name is Emmanuel Lai, and thank you so much for coming to help us in the studio. Today, Friday, as I said, we'll be looking at the entire summary of all that we've done, but we'll pray briefly with Gloria before we start. Father, we thank you for wonderful study throughout this week. Even as we meet to discuss on what you have given us throughout the week, may your, may your spirit still guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And for this week, we have been looking at language, text, and then the context. And uh, we have been seeing themes that have helped us uh, understand the, the study, uh, looking at understanding the scripture. We also saw words and their meanings and then we looked at repetition and then the word patterns how all these things affect our understanding interpretation of scripture we also saw text and then the context on wednesday and then we looked at books and their messages which gives us another input on how to interpret the scripture today we're looking at the whole summary and maybe i'll start with our brother frank to give us something of a version of a summary you have and let's see how that one went in this week, we have studied language tests and context, and we have seen how language impacts our understanding, that the Bible is a communication, and we understand the communication through languages. Language has been formed from words, and the words have been developed into sentences and paragraphs, chapters, and the rest. So, in order to understand the language, you need to start from somewhere like test. Then you build up. While you move on, you get other bigger picture or bigger themes in maybe the chapter. And they will all help you in getting the meaning of specific words that have been used in the scripture. So, this is maybe a short one for us to understand few things in the scripture. Alright. Any more, Gloria? <laughs> and on language, we this week we discovered that the Bible is conveyed to us through language. And for us to understand the words that God has for us in his word, we must be abreast with that language, its structures and all that. That would help us understand what God has for us. So we must get to know particular words. Some words would have various meanings. Yes, but we would better understand the particular meaning in that uh, word of God for us based on the context in which that, that word was delivered. And then talking about context, we said that we would have to consider the wider uh, paragraphing, chapters, and even entirely books, that books specifically have what specific messages that they deliver. And that would determine the context. And then again, the context also entails the settings which has to do with the time, the place, and all that. All these go a, a long way into helping us better understand what the Word of God has for us. 
So we are seeing that interpretation is important. There are many factors that would affect interpretation of scripture and then consequently our understanding of scripture because we are supposed to apply these things. If we don't get it well, we don't apply it well. But regardless of how many languages and translations that we have in the Bible, and can we still say that the Bible, we can cherish it as a unique whole, the truth that God has given us and that there's no, let me say, blemish. It's it's something that can guide us regardless of all these things we have seen, all these, uh, should I put uh, mediums that can change it, it's still the same. Frank, can you give us a yeah, we, we in our study, the beginning of our study, we identified that the scripture has an authoritative source. And it has one thing to achieve, communicating the intentions of God to us. So if we will really appreciate the intentions of God, then we need to understand. And the understanding comes from some of these things that we are learning. The language, the test, the context. And sometimes to the styles that have been used, for instance, repetitions, they lay emphasis. Repetitions themselves, they lay emphasis. And it was also studied that in the Hebrews, there were no punctuation marks. And so styles were also used to enable them place emphasis. For instance, if you are reading in English and you see maybe italics, you know there is some emphasis over there. That is a form of punctuation. But in some other languages like the, the Hebrew, there is none like that. Okay. So, for instance, the use of um, verily, verily, telling you that whatever follows is very important. very important. Mentioning the same thing several times, telling you that it is of importance. So these are all important things that we have to understand. But one thing is very uh, uh, simple. Whether we have the Bible in our language or not, so far as we are able to read and understand, we should appreciate it and make sure that we work with it because it communicates the intentions of God to us. And uh, there's another thing we can look at, human origin, for example. Uh, it says uh, the, the, the world has a theory. The Bible has a theory. Uh, how does... I mean, understanding scripture Let us know this is a right interpretation Of where we came from as human beings Our origin And then uh, how God created us As opposed to the billions of years The science I'm talking about Yes, anything on that, Gloria? Uh, From Genesis 1 You see, there's emphasis on the word God created Uh That The word created is repeated severally Uh Laying emphasis on the fact Like God knew as is Alpha and Omega, that there would be a time that... you saying billions. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a controversy around the, uh, our origin as we have now. So God created man in his image. Did he create them? Man and he, he created. That, the, the emphasis on the word created, it denotes, it shows us that we were created by God and not that we evolved. And quickly to add to this, if you get to understand the language in which the scripture is developed, it structures how that language behaves, then you would be able to appreciate the message in there very well. Every language has its own ways and means. Let me give this in three. One of our lecturers said that whenever you hear the word bo 
being used in addition to any as a verb then it's it denotes severity okay like let me use this one just say it's not a mere slap but a serious one like or bobina then that that wailing is is too much uh-huh so whenever if you really get insight real insight into how the language behaves then you'll be able to appreciate certain words and the ways in which they are being used and sometimes when like i love the theologians so much they would take you back to the original language and then sometimes would explain to you this is you are seeing this because in the original language it's their language is like this that is how come you find this and then through translation we had to what they had to maybe improvise and find something in there so getting a better understanding of the language helps you understand scripture better wow bojuma as as yes. you, you, you let us you let us understand so thank you so much for giving us that insight i want to look at bible tools and uh, do we need any bible tools aside just reading scripture uh, frank yeah you, you need bible tools if you want to do effective study of the bible I ask that because others think that we are replacing the Bible slowly with some other things. But do we need Bible tools? No, we are not replacing. Just that we need them to help us. For instance, currently they have there are a lot of topical indexes on the scripture. So if you want to study a particular topic, for instance, creation, they have a list of tests that will point you straight to creation. All these are tools. Okay. Huh. So if you are using that, it doesn't mean you are replacing the Bible with it. Concordance is also another Bible tool that you can use to enhance your understanding of the scripture. Okay, and lastly, maybe Gloria can look at this for us. With the children of Israel, they were told to teach their children and then also learn. I mean, there should be a learning process every time. How does that, I mean, we are also children of God. Can we apply that to ourselves? Constant learning of God's word. Without learning, we wouldn't even know what the Word of God says. But as as something is repeatedly said to you, and it becomes part and parcel of you, it is memorized. As soon as an issue presents itself, it's, it comes to mind, it comes to memory, and then it even holds you in check. Like Christ had memorized the Scripture such that when he was tempted, it is written this, it, so it holds us in check and helps us to live that godly lives. Then I I take one to that. You see, God said that we should pass it on. Okay. How do you pass if you don't have it? Yes. So that is one essence of the learning. Thank you so much. And uh, all too soon, our time is. Up. I wanted to mention a few things with the language, especially if you look at countries that are doing very well, they speak their own languages. People are even advocating that we learn. Uh, this uh, formal school should be done in our own languages, but we may not have the time to go into other. But if you do it in your language, you understand it better. We thank God for the Bible in our own language, and if you don't have it in your language, you can still read the English and understand. We, it's our prayer and hope that as you read, you'll be able to understand, and the Lord will lead you to understand His word. So we continue in interpretation. I think we are moving slowly from the understanding how uh, uh, it impacts us the various criteria in interpretation to interpreting the bible itself now and want to see with creation and the various aspects of creation 
and how we understand the Bible through their creation. And so probably I'll just go straight to the text that we have. And maybe you can read for me quickly from John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4 quickly. Uh, that will be our theme for the week. Um, John 1, 1 to 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Amen. Amen. And so we'll be looking at this week some topics like in the beginning, as you rightly mentioned, and then we'll go on to the days of creation to see whether they were just literal days and look at the Sabbath and creation, a topic that has become very controversial in the world these days. And then we'll look at the creation and marriage itself, because that's where uh, marriage was instituted at creation. We'll look at the creation, the fall, and then the cross. And then we'll come in on Friday to summarize everything we've done so far. And so for us looking at the theme for today, we want to understand what the Bible says when it says in the beginning. Uh, we will start with Frank, please. We are trying to understand the concept of creation. Actually, people are saying that this world was not really created as the Bible portrays. But from the scriptural point of view, we have a lot of evidence to believe that the Bible, uh, the world was actually created. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 that in the beginning. So it means that at a certain point in time, something happened. And that is exactly what the scripture is referring to us over here. So, the fact that people say that the world evolved over a long period of years, we as Christians do not believe that because we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, making straight statement in the beginning. So then, we can pick it from there and move on. So, we exist. Uh, and Gloria, let's look at this one. We exist because God created us at a definite point in time. If we can add to that, let's look at the agent of creation, that is Jesus Christ himself. Christ. Uh, can you look at uh, that link for us? Mm. We've been created by Jesus Christ himself. We are told in uh, John, the book of John, even from the memory test, mm. and even in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, that Jesus Christ was the main agent of creation. Nothing was made that was made. Everything that we see was created through him and he has become the essence of our existence even till now because yes we were created through him and now we are in, we have the promise and assurance of redemption through his death okay. so as we relate last week every book in the bible we see jesus christ in there that is why he serves as the foundation of our faith good maybe we just uh, go through a question quickly uh, what difference does it make to know that you were created by God, Frank. What difference does it make to know that you were created by God? If I do not exist as a result of evolution and somebody holds my life, somebody holds my life, then I need to respect that person who holds my life. For instance, if you are fed by your father, you need to respect your father because you know that the next morning you are going to him for food. You understand? So if I really understand that that is my father, I give him the necessary respect. Okay, and uh, maybe ask something to imagine we're not even thinking about that. Yeah. What would have happened if the idea that I wasn't created by God, but I might have evolved out of something? Uh -huh. I would live in fear. What is yeah. the next thing I would be evolving? Another into? bank, a big bank, maybe, can we take us away? Yes, <laughs> but if we would knowing the power of God, 
and that he created us even in his image then it gives me the assurance that yes we are we have a very strong backbone yeah all too soon our cherished friend we've come to the end of another interesting program it has been me, Emmanuel Lai, and your friends. Gloria Thank you so much for coming to the studio. We want to sign off here by asking Gloria to pray with us. Father Divine, we thank you for the assurance in your word. We love it so much to hear that you created us and we take our being from you. Please continue to be loving unto us and be our sustenance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our dear friend, we'll be looking at the days of creation tomorrow and find out the literal days that God created. We want to pray that you continue to be with us and God bless you as you learn with us. Uh, until we come your way tomorrow with the days of creation, stay blessed. Saints of God, welcome to the moment of truth. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this hour. Father, we pray that you speak through me to your servants. In Jesus' name, amen. We are still in our Genesis episodes or series, if you want. And this time we want to Quote from Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. Another question to Adam. Another question to our parent. Another question. The question here is, and he said, maybe I want to read it in this way. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you you were naked? When Adam sinned, when Adam ran away from God, Adam himself said, I am naked. Adam spoke when nobody had spoken. Adam considered himself to be naked. Meanwhile, God had not said so. I'm asking you a question. The question indeed, which was put to Adam. The question indeed, which God asked Adam. Who told you that you are naked? So the question is, who has told you that you are naked? Who said to you that this thing or that thing you are doing can never be successful? Who said you fail? Who said you are nobody? Who is telling you that? Who is deceiving you? The devil is in his usual plan to deceive us to put fear in us, to let us think that indeed we are nobody. The very moment fear grips you, that ends you. Therefore, the question is, who has told you that you can't do it? Don't you think you are deceiving yourself? Are you not deluding your own self that I can't do it? There are many students today who think that they cannot pass mathematics. And for that matter, they've written so many times. They have not passed. Why? Because they have said to themselves that, I can't do it. Who is deceiving you that way? Who is putting that fear in you that you can't do it? Until God says so, never allow the devil to intimidate you. Because you can do it. The can-do spirit 
is what every Christian must embrace. You should embrace the fact that until God says you are nothing, you are somebody. Who says the marriage cannot be mended? Who says you cannot be successful in life? Who says you cannot bear a child? Who says you will never get anyone to marry or to tie the knot? Who deceiving you? Never say to yourself, because God who created us is God who wants good for us. Every good thing comes from above. And that good thing which comes from above is what God wants to bestow in your life. Therefore, never accept that intimidation. Never accept that negativity. Never say to yourself that indeed, I can't do it. God is asking you, who says you cannot do it? You are not naked. You have a golden cloth. You have a nice shoe. You have everything that you need to move forward. Life is for those who are bold. Life is for those who are positive. Life is for those who think I can do it. Let the can-do spirit indwell you and say, I can by the grace of God. Never allow anyone to say, you cannot do it. You can do it. God hasn't said so. So never allow that thing to happen in your life. May God be with you. May God help you. May God be your shield and your buckler. Until you hear from me again, it's Shalom, Pastor Ozu Kwasimeshak. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God. Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength, teach me your song. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings, for we are your righteousness. If we die to ourselves and live through your death, we shall be born again to be blessed in your love. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength. Teach me your song. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings. For we are your if we die to ourselves and live through your death, we shall be born again to be blessed in your love. Create in me 
a clean heart, O oh God. Let me be like you in all my ways. Give me your strength. Teach me your song. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings. For we are your righteousness. If we die to ourselves and live through your death, we shall be born again to be blessed in your We shall be born and to be blessed in your love. A.W.R. Ghana, voice of hope. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one. Eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists. P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.